Welcome to Scamp Life. My name is Kurt Jackson, founder of Scamp Life. I'm Chris Callow. I'm the executive director of Camp Good News in Central Illinois. And this week we have we have a big announcement, Kurt. It is exciting. Drum roll or something. We have a brand new co-host, tri-host, whatever you call it when there's three. Kelly Cook is joining us. She is a new permanent member of the Scamp Life. Uh, and when we say permanent, this is you, you're doing this till you die, Kelly. That's just pretty much how it works. This That's is right. lifelong. It's like a Supreme Court. You're just here forever. So be prepared for that. But yay, Kelly! Woo! Welcome, Kelly. Woo-hoo. All right. I'm Kelly Cook. I am the camp director at Pine Ridge Day Camp in Northern Alabama. And I am super excited for this. I guess I am stuck here till I die. You are. I mean, Kelly, you've been doing so much with with us as as far as you've been on the podcast what three times already something like something that, like yeah. that <laughs> uh, i just uh, we talked about it and it's just a great choice um love having yeah. a third voice and so welcome thank you i'm excited kelly just moved to alabama not that long ago right about a year ago yeah so those of you listening to the podcast, give it a give it a couple years, and that that Southern Alabama accent will start coming out. <laughs> we'll, we'll be hearing that. <laughs> but oh, no. wait, there's more, Chris. There's more. There we can't have be more. We have Jason Brown with us today. What? As our guest, and we're, we're going to be talking. None of us about... are going to get a word in. <laughs> it's going to be something. <laughs> Uh, and we're talking about uh, putting together or, or kind of camp stores and how to make it yeah. awesome and all that good stuff because uh, Jason is the man, the go-to guy when it comes to that kind of information. Did a great session at ScampCon and so had to have him on. Welcome, Jason. Hello, friends. <laughs> Jason, can you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are? Hi, my name is Jason Brown. I am the director of Eagle Rock Day Camp in Washington, Connecticut. Very happy to be here. Nice. And uh, what about a little bit about your background and family, that kind of thing? Oh, sure. I grew up uh, in New Hampshire. I worked a lot in outdoor ed after college. I thought I wanted to be a teacher for a little while. actually did my uh, teaching out in Denver. Uh, Then wasn't having fun with it. So I was like, let's go to camp. That'll be fun. Uh, So my wife and I actually moved uh, back out east the day after our wedding. That was a fun sell. Uh, Um, And decided to embark on (laughs) camping full time and been doing that ever since. And uh, a lot of my work uh, previously has been with off-season groups and rentals and things like that, kind of tying into my outdoor ed background. Um, And yeah, just recently got named the director at Eagle Rock. So super excited. Uh, Always loved the idea of like raising my kids in and amongst camp. Um, So really looking forward to that. Chris, I know you get to do that. And that's just yeah, awesome. camp kids are weird so they're <laughs> or maybe just mine maybe just my kids so jason we are going to kind of just jump into it i mean you're all about camp stores at least i mean you're yeah. not all about it but you've, you've it's, got a, thing about it. it's, it's a, a thing i do it's a thing i do 
Yeah, so I I kind of fell into this role about knowing everything there is to know about <laughs> camp stores because I that was one of the responsibilities I was given when I started at my uh, previous job at the Wisconsin Lions camp. Uh, shout out Wisconsin Lions camp. Yeah, I was basically told like overhaul the camp store, just take it, make it your baby, do what you want. And I was looking for resources on the subject and there was nothing. Like yeah. literally nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I had to piece it all together and then started sharing with other people. And they were like, oh, that's that's good stuff that you found there. Can I steal that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Steal it. So fast forward a couple of years and I just keep acquiring knowledge and keep sharing it with people. And now I'm here to share that knowledge with you. But here's the thing that most people, if given this responsibility, would be like, okay, I can order some stuffed animals and t-shirts yeah. And and it's do that and, trading, <laughs> and you you deep dived into it like, oh let how do we set it up so that you know kind of the psychology of retail and everything else, um, which is impressive, and that's why you running a camp store would be very different than me running a camp store. So what are some important things to know about running your camp your your camp store or whatever you call it? Yeah, whether, whether you call it a camp store or a trading post, I think the most important thing to start off with is to understand why it is that you even have a camp store to begin with. Um, I've kind Money. of broken it down into five, say again? Money. Money. Money, yes. Well, let's talk about that money. So you can use your camp store to supplement camp. You can use it as a programming fundraiser. Money goes right back in, helps with camper scholarships, something like that. Um, you could use your camp store as a mean for souvenirs. So everybody remembers the awesome time they had at camp. Um, you could use it as a promotional asset, you know, to help recruit staff or help recruit other campers. You know, if you sell a blanket with camp's name on it and it goes off with your counselor to their dorm and their friend sees it, oh, tell me about this camp that's on your blanket. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. great marketing right there. Um, you might use it as a convenience to campers, you know, maybe it's the easiest way to get them snacks and soda and, you know, maybe they all come with $25 in a deposit and it would be great if they spent that on swag and uh, <laughs> so you could use it that way. Um, or, and my favorite reason that somebody ever gave me uh, is because they had a board of directors that says, because there has to be one. <laughs> okay, that's a legit, you know what? Sometimes the powers that be dictate, if there has to be one, let's make it awesome. Right. And so you might have multiples of these as the reason why you have your camp store. But I think first and foremost, you wanna recognize and identify what those reasons are because how you operate is gonna differ depending on which of those niches you're trying to meet. For, for example, like what, what would be some other reasons? Well, for example, if you're doing your camp store for souvenirs, and that's like the primary thing you're getting it, and everybody's going to exit through the gift shop, um, you know, you might put more of an emphasis of putting the years on things. If everybody wants to get something and they mm -hmm. want to remember the 2015 year of summer, then you might be putting more years on things than else. Uh, if you're using it as a convenience to campers, maybe your budget is going to be more skewed in towards snacks and sodas than it is on apparel and other retail items. Gotcha. Um, and if you're using it for a fundraiser, you want to buy things that are going to sell because you need to make that money because it's helping to actually buy stuff at camp. Got it. I, the marketing aspect too is so... I, you were talking about that blanket. Um, we do t-shirts, we don't do blankets, but I have had counselors say, oh yeah, I, I signed up for your camp because I saw, you know, my friend, my roommate 
went there and they they were wearing their camp shirt or i saw somebody that had the thing and so i it's crazy how much people actually look at that and go huh i wonder what camp that is or where that's at i want to check out more but it's yeah. also fun too to see like if you're like in disney world and you see the camp that yes. you went to on the shirt you know on someone random stranger's shirt um it's always a lot of fun too Absolutely. I, my other really quick tip to start off with, if you're only listening to the first 10 minutes of the podcast, uh, would be to start small, then scale up. It's always easier to get bigger and add more stuff. You're just going to disappoint people if you get too big and have to scale it down. And then the last quick tip that I have before we dive deeper is don't let your emotions drive your choices. It's not about what items you like and you want to buy. It's about what your campers and your customers are going to buy. Give you a great example of this. Uh, Two years ago, we had pajama pants that were neon checkered patterned. They were hideous. They were the ugliest Mm -hmm. things I have ever seen. I would never have touched them at all. And I bought them and I sold them out in four weeks. Why? Because every single teenage girl that walked into my camp store needed to have them. They were the (laughs) selling item two years ago. Doesn't matter what I like. It matters what the other people like because they're the ones buying them. Chris would yeah. have bought a pair. Uh, no. And this is because that's when you realize you're old. I, I've realized I'm old because the things that I like are still what? sitting in my camp store. What about your car? Things... Your car is neon green. Yeah, but I don't need neon green pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Kurt. That's crazy talk. That's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, Send there's your I neon mean, pajama t-shirts. pants to Chris at Camp Good. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Shirts that I think are cool, no one's buying. The ones that I think are so stupid, <laughs> they're selling out like crazy. So I'm old now. That's fine. I'm 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 accepting that. So um, so we talked about things you fill the store with. Where do you feel is like the best place to get your inventory? So there are a ton of vendors out there that you can go to. One thing to be aware of is that a lot of the vendors that sell to camp stores are going to work on commissions. You kind of have to prepare yourself to be upsold a little bit. Mm. That was probably the thing that surprised me the most going into it because I had all this, I had a budget and I I was ready to spend it. And all of a sudden I was being upsold and like, I didn't know if I could afford the Mm -hmm. extra fancier water bottle or the fanny pack or things like that. So, so just be ready for it. Mm. Um, I personally prefer companies that come right out and say that they don't work on commission because then I know I'm not going to feel pressured. Uh, one of the most common ones that you'll hear about that doesn't work on commission is Outfit Your Logo. Shout out. I'm going to shout yeah, out 413 Strength Gear. Roy yep, Lane. Four- 13 strengths gear is also a good one and if you go on to any of the facebook groups or things like that somebody asks about every three months where people get their stuff from all of those vendors are fantastic so true you're gonna work with a lot of those different vendors (laughs) (laughs) absolutely you're gonna work with a lot of different vendors don't put all of your eggs in one basket and don't be afraid to shop around a lot of them are buying from the same suppliers so their price points might be different for the exact same item i have one vendor that i use that does a really great deal on t-shirts but their sweatshirts are super expensive and i have another vendor that sells the exact same fruit of the loom sweatshirt for five bucks a piece less guess who i'm getting my sweatshirts from interesting mm-hmm. yep really though at the end of the day you want your whoever you use to be able to answer four big questions for you. The first one is they should be able to tell you what their five best sellers are, what other camps are buying. 
they should also be able to tell you what the five most reordered items are. So your vendors don't necessarily know what's selling in your store. All they know is what camp stores are buying from them. And the indicator to them that things are actually selling is when they need to order more. So they should be able to tell you that as well. They should also be able to tell you what things they're the most excited about, because let's be honest, they sell the same 5.2 ounce t-shirt every single year, the same medium weight sweatshirt. I want to know what gets them excited, what they are really, really looking forward to having in their inventory, because it's something new and it's something different. And we'll talk in a little bit about promoting the idea of novelty at your camp store. Those are the things that are going to do that. Oh my God, we have a hooded zip up onesie pajamas. Everybody's going to want one. Yup, totally. My store wants that too. I would buy it. <laughs> I, I might have at one of the last camps I worked at. It was $40 well spent. <laughs> so is that how you got your uh, your pajama, neon pajama bottoms? Is because a salesperson said, hey, you need these. Absolutely. 100%. I wanted a checkered pajama pant and I was going to go with just the red and black Buffalo, uh, which I did, but he said, you're going to also want these. These are going to sell on that though. You also want to be asking your vendors, what are this season's fads? So those items are going to sell. They're going to be great, but you want to make sure that you don't order too many of them because Mm. if you don't sell them this year, you're never going to sell them. Mm. Uh, The example that I give people for this one is fidget spinners. If you bought fidget spinners two years ago, you couldn't keep them on the shelf, but guess what? If you didn't sell them by the end of 2019, you still have fidget spinners because nobody wants them anymore. (laughs) I still have pogs. I I was going to say, Chris, do you still have pogs? (laughs) When when I bought my, I went with my shirt person and I was kind of shopping around, I treated them like car salesmen almost. Like, here's what I want. Here's what I want to pay. Here's what I'm expecting. And just was very blunt with them. And the one I have, he's very much like that. He's like, here's here's what you want. Here's what you, you should buy. It's wonderful because he gives me great suggestions. And I really like that. So yeah. Nice. And, and it is good to get a really good relationship with those sales reps because mm-hmm. you're going to work with them year after year, though. I will say there is nothing harder uh, in my experience than breaking up with your sales rep. If you get one that you really don't like, and it's not that like you're emotionally invested in them. It's that they don't leave you alone. No, no, mm. they don't. They will keep calling and you just are like, no, nothing this year. They're going to call you <laughs> next year. Don't worry leave me alone no nothing this year again <laughs> that's right. you just kind of hope they off your list. <laughs> slowly get the idea it's not me it's you <laughs> <laughs> so jason do you do anything with online stores at all have you does your camps have that yeah so wisconsin lions camp is a really good example of this we didn't have an online store when i started and one of the first things i did when i got there was we need to have one it's an absolute asset in this day and age especially when the pandemic hit last year it was a huge huge asset to be able to have Uh, you want people to be able to be thinking of camp throughout the year Uh, you want to be able to throw up sales you want to have them be able to check out what the latest things are as soon as you get them in because people want to go to camp already having the latest swag so if you have an online store set up they're they're already able to do that um when you're setting it up though you want to make the experience as amazon like as possible Mm. you you want a familiar experience to them have a shopping cart have a checkout system uh one 
thing that I like about the system that we use is you have the ability to either have the item shipped to you or you can do quote fingers in-store pickup and I'll just have it waiting for you when you get to camp. Nice. It's less oh, things you got to pack. Idea. Yeah. yeah. And all I got to do is stick it in a bag, stick the camper's name on it, what week of camp they are, and just there it is. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, welcome to camp. Here's your swag. Right. Uh, the other thing that having an online store lets you do, um, and I kind of touched on it a little bit ago, is it lets you hold sales and highlight those items on social media, and it sends people deep into your website, which like Google sales. really, really likes. I know Travis Allison talks a lot about deep links and how much Google loves deep links when it comes in turning back your camp in search results. So for those of you that don't know deep links, if you think of your camp's website, you have the front page, which to Google means basically nothing. Anybody can go to the first page of your website. And there's probably a button on there that is your camp store. That, that's one layer deep. Okay, we're getting better there. But the item in the camp store is, is even deeper. Or if it's the specific sweatshirt within the items in the camp store, in your camp's website, you see how you start getting a little bit deeper I'm there. I'm falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. Now, when you start looking up equestrian camps in Alabama, you're much more likely to come on top because Google knows that when people go to your website, they go deeper. So trading post and camp store links are a really easy way to accomplish that. Cool. I'm wondering what are the worst sellers at, in a camp store, but, but <laughs> camp stores keep stocking them. <laughs> As you shake your head and smile. Well, so to clarify, th this was a hard question um, because they're not in my store. Right. <laughs> but, but so it's things that I see in the catalogs and I'm just like, why, why are you? Mm -hmm. uh, so number one for me is knives. Oh, yes. So just the fact yes. that all of these vendors keep selling pocket knives, they keep, you know, branding the camp with them. And you know what? Huh. That's one of those purchases. So when it's you're pricing the item, though, say the, again, the scout, it's Boy Scouty, the scout trading post I was at. That was a big thing because they had to have that for their merit badge or whatever. Yeah, it's but extremely camps, scouty. Cool. So here's the thing <laughs> with pricing your items is that you want to price out things that your camper would want their parents' permission before getting. So like the jacket or the big, huge, puffy sweatshirt, you know, those things, 25, 30 bucks, they're going to have to get that at pickup with mom and dad. T-shirt, yeah, whatever, Timmy, get a T-shirt. Right. Pocket <laughs> knives, 10, 12 bucks for a little cheap one that you get from your vendor. Timmy can afford that. And then all of a sudden, he's going home with a pocket knife. And if you don't know about it or you don't tell his parents that he has it, then all of a sudden Timmy has a pocket knife that nobody knows about. And that is just setting yourself up for failure. The next thing that I hate in camp stores is cheap stuff you could get at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> like the little helicopter things, right. the squishy balls, the, the stress balls, things that like you could get somewhere else. All they really just have is the camp logo on them. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that they were mass produced. They exist everywhere. It's just a matter of yep. what the logo is on it. We can do better than that. Uh, souvenir essential items also really annoy me. For example, branded camp flashlights or pens <laughs> mm. or things like that. 
I am of the opinion that if your camper comes without those things, you should be providing them for them, not making them go to the camp store. And by the time they're going to the camp store, number one, they either have it and don't need it, so they're not going to buy it, or they didn't bring it, and then you gave it to them, and now they don't need it anymore. So, like, do you really need the branded camp flashlight the day you're leaving camp? We do keep our like toothpaste and toothbrushes and stuff in our camp store. It's it's behind the desk. It's essentially storage. And so when kids forget it, we say, oh, you know, go ask. It carries my wife who runs it. Go ask Carrie in the camp store and she'll get you one. And so they don't pay for it. But you have to have like somewhere to for them to go and get sure you having like a code forgot. word for it. Like go ask yeah. Carrie for the I need, horse. I need ointment. the mint goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Got any more of that toothpaste? <laughs> Jason, I'm wondering, uh, do you sell any of those rabbit pelts? When I was a kid and the one time I went to camp, that was the thing that I bought because I couldn't get that anywhere else. And it had this rabbit pelt and it was soft. And I love that thing. Hey, but you know what? If the camp was the only place you could get that, that's cool. That's mm -hmm, okay. Yeah. That is absolutely fine we we as an industry kind of live in promoting novelty and the fun of camp and the fact that you can't really do what you do at camp anywhere else so if there's something that you sell that you know your people can't get anywhere else like those rabbit pelts absolutely sell those mm -hmm. it, they'll probably go really really great or you know, young Kurt will show up and buy all of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it fits your theme, like we have the animals. And so we do a lot of different, we have some taxidermy and things like that because the kids learn about it. And so they want to be able to, you know, take home a rabbit pelt or some, or a snake skin because they learn about it in our nature center. Yeah. If it fits within the theme of your camp, <laughs> absolutely go for it. Uh, the last thing that I I stock in my store because I kind of have to, but I don't like them because they don't sell is actually youth size t-shirts for me. Oh yeah. And so oh. the reason that it doesn't sell is the, your average camper, if they have a camper fund that they can spend in the, in the trading post, they don't buy clothes. Think back to when you were a kid at Christmas you didn't want to get clothes. You want to get the slingshot. You want to get the silly pen. You want to get maybe the hat. The people who buy youth size clothes are mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And they don't buy nearly as many as you would think. But then again, it's one of those things that if you don't have a youth size t-shirt, people are going to notice. So really, you want to buy one, but you want to make sure that you're not getting very many of them. Or you're getting one that's going to look really good four years from now when it's still in stock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just had that conversation with my team yesterday with, cause we were getting ready to order for, for t-shirts for the summer. We, we looked at like what they were ordering for youth sizes. And my co-director was like, we never stocked anything smaller than a youth large because no one, no one bought them. So, um, with all of these things we're now purchasing for the camp store, how, Jason, how do we set it up? Chuck it all in a corner and let it sort itself out. <laughs> I mean, that's what mine currently looks like. So, no. um, you know, you want to work within the space that you got. I've seen some people that their camp store is a display behind a counter. And that's literally it. Just a little pegboard with one of each of the items out that they sell back behind the counter off the dining hall. And if that's what you got, great. Own it. Use it try and get more space, but you know, I understand. Um, if you have a physical space for the store itself, 
you want to set up a good flow within your store. You want to try and direct your people through your store as much as possible. So for example, figure out what your hottest selling item is going to be, what you sell the most of, and put it as far back in the store as possible, as far away from the entrance and cash register as you can. That way, when somebody goes in to buy it, so for example, for us, it's sweatshirts. Our staff love sweatshirts. I put my sweatshirts in the far back of the trading post, far away as you can get, so that they have to walk by everything else. And maybe they've got their eye on that sweatshirt, but then they're like, oh, there's this really cool keychain I passed on the way in. Let me go look at that too. Um, so figure out that, put that all the way in the back. You also want to think about the retail shopping experiences that you and your customers have. For small trinkety items, you're going to want to put those next to the cash register. Give them those impulse buys. A lot of kids will come to camp with 10 bucks, let's say. And if it's $8 for a t-shirt, let's be real. Kid wants to spend all of that $10. So <laughs> if you have the little $2 keychain right next to the cash register, that's just tempting him to spend the rest of his money. I love keychains. We, we've learned the kids with less money spend it all. The kids that come with like 60 bucks, they have 60 bucks at the end of the week. We're trying like, hey, really? why don't you go to the camp store? Check it out. It's so funny. The kids that, that come with a lot of money still have it. We're like, go spend it. Are, are the so parents saying too. like, hey, if you don't spend any of this money, we're going to give half of it to you and maybe we leave or something? <laughs> the, the kid that comes with five bucks, he's like, can you call my mom and ask her to give me some more money? I'm like, sure, we'll do. Well, you have a setup <laughs> to where you can, they can just go online and Parents add more can, money, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, they can see and, and decide. They can also... We, we we debated this. Our system has a way to let them see what they bought or not. Mm. And we did. So that way, and we've only, we haven't, because we were expecting a lot of parents like, tell Johnny to stop buying so much candy. Right. And we haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> so we were expecting it, but. I was the kid who like, I had to earn the money for the camp store every summer. Mm. So that could be the possible like kid who brings mine was gone day one. <laughs> it is really nice though from the director's perspective now to with the way that point of sale systems have evolved when you have that parent coming up to you and being like where did my son's money go and you can mm -hmm. pull it up and be like this is literally everything he bought yeah 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 your yeah, your son nice. is now part reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Kurt, and we're going to end part one right here. This was an hour-long interview, and there were so many good tips and ideas that Jason had that we just couldn't edit it down to 30 minutes, so we decided to make it a two-parter. The second part should be available right now, so if you want to continue listening, go ahead and click on that next episode. If not, you can wait and listen to it later. From around the campfire, this is Kurt, Chris, and Kelly. See ya!